Alright, hi everybody, this is A7X Fan Ben here with God Mason and Zarex for episode number 13 of the Pirate CSG podcast. And this is kind of like a, a little Dark holiday special, a holiday special episode, um, which I mean we're you'll see the why I say that at the end. But we're just gonna go through some customs. It's not gonna be a super long episode, but we're gonna start with um, the organized version post. So we're just gonna go through one custom per post from that thread. And uh, we're going to start with uh, Captain Bandari, which uh, Xerix is going to go over. Yeah, I th- I know that Bandari uh, had said at some point that he had more ships, mm-hmm. but he either uh, has been so busy he hasn't posted them, yeah. or else he's just plain forgot. Yeah, there might um, be there could be some on his website, but I don't think there are. I haven't checked there in a while. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, I didn't know he had a website. I'll have to give that a look. Yeah, he's a fan site. All right. Oh, um, I think I'm going to go with the INS uh, Sky Goddess here. Mm-hmm. It's from his custom one-off faction, Sindora. 16 points, 5 masts, 4 cargo, L base move, um, all 5 2L cannons, and plus 1 cannon rules against any non-Sindorian ship. And uh, flavor, I think people can read the flavor on their own. I'm not going to read that. Sorry, people. <laughs> <laughs> um... Considering what else is here, this is, well, it's, yeah, it's their flagship, really. Um, for a cargo, lots of room for, um, well, for a cargo in the 16 points, lots of room to put some of the powerful, some powerful crew, I guess, and maybe get some coins. Um, it's really a shame that we don't have more selection for Sandora, because yeah. I'd be quite interested to, inter- yeah. I'd be quite interested to see what they can do. Yeah. Um, her closest comparison, I think, might be the Black Watch from uh, the American faction. Yeah, exactly. Or the, uh, yeah, the DJC uh, expansion. Yeah. Um, but I would hazard that the Sky Goddess here has better cannons. Mm-hmm. If yeah, only because better. her last three are starting are rank two as yeah. opposed to starting rank uh, three. three. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's, it's a purebred gunship for me because the cannons are basically all rank one. Um, at L range, so basically you have, the best, you have all the best guns money can buy and five of them, so it's pretty much a, gun, a really great gunship for me. Maybe a little too good for the pure firepower. Um, I mean, HMS Gallows has um, pretty much the same, but one less cargo, or one more cargo for one less cannon, uh, same point cost. Of course, that's English, but but yeah, it's, it's a great gunship, if maybe slightly too good. Yeah, yeah. I'd say, if anything, it's probably a bit too cheap. I'd say 18, 19, 20 points is probably fair, just considering how good it is. Yeah, I think 18, 19. Yeah, maybe 18. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair I'm, enough, then. Yeah. I really wish we could see some more of these um, um, Sindoran pieces. So, yeah. uh, Vendari, if you're listening, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there could be more named crew, especially. Yep. Um, yeah. To, to put on the, the Sky Goddess, anyway. Okay, so I'm going to move on um, to the next one. We have uh, a custom from Silvaxtry, and I'm just going to look at a few of them here. I'll go with um, HMS Wellas. This is an English icebreaker, three masts. The cannons are 3S, 4L, 3L. Uh, four cargo, SS movement, um, icebreaker keyword. Whenever this ship rams an iceberg, you may roll a D6 and move an iceberg of your choice in that direction. Um, this, and he has no point cost because... Um, yeah, it comes up with a lot of different abilities. So what we could do, though, is try to come up with a point cost, which is kind of a fun little challenge. Um, this one, 
uh, strike me as a little underwhelming. Um, he has some really interesting customs. This one's okay. Um, I wouldn't really go out of my way to use it. It's not great um, as a gunship or a gold runner or a hybrid or anything. The ability is ma what it makes it stand out the most, but um, it'd be nice to get like uh, an iceberg across the board moving into an enemy ship, but um, I don't know. It, it's cool, a little bit kind of random, kind of magical, almost feels like a cursed ability maybe, but overall mm -hmm. it strikes me as decent but not great. Maybe, I'm thinking like 11 points maybe. Yeah, maybe 13 because I'm having trouble understanding the ability the second half mm -hmm. yeah. a little bit. So is he saying like, you know, move an iceberg of your choice that direction? Uh, is he referring to like the numbers around the outside of an iceberg? Yeah. It's a little, it's a little ambiguously worded to me. Yeah, so, like basically you would ram an iceberg and then roll a d6. You roll first, and then let's say you get a 3, and then an iceberg... Oh, I should say move an iceberg S, because he doesn't denote the movement, but an iceberg across the board, oh, yeah. you could pick any of them, and then if that 3 would move that iceberg S into an enemy ship, you would probably pick that one. So you have to get oh. lucky, but it could work out. I, I, I think it's a niche ability. It's fun, and I like it. But at the same time, I think it's also not all that useful. Mm -hmm. And just all of its other traits are not super strong. I would put it at 10 points unless the ability was buffed. If the yeah. ability was buffed, it could be significantly more. Um, okay. Oh, right. well, let's scoot on to the next one. Who's uh, who's next down here? Oh, there I think it's one of oh, mine. Lucky you. Okay, do you have one you'd like us to talk about, actually? Um, since we're going through the, uh, Return of Davy Jones spreadsheet, uh, oh, maybe yeah. something from Fiends of the Blood Islands. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. That's way at the bottom, though. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let me yeah. <laughs> try to get down there. Nice. Uh, let's see. Okay, is Tour Eiffel from, uh, Fiends of the Blood Islands? Uh, okay. Um, I don't know. Hang on. Because I won't necessarily do that one. I'm just trying to make sure I'm in the right spot. I think, I think it is, yeah. Yeah, that's Fiends, because I'm looking at the spreadsheet for uh, Return of Davy Jones. I don't see Tour Eiffel. Yeah. Okay. Um, then I'll do, uh, how about Le Etoile Brilliant, uh, <laughs> if I'm pronouncing that correct. So it's 15 points, and for that, you get four masts. They're all rank three. The two middle are short range and at each end, you get an L range gun uh, for cargo, L move. And it gets a boarding roll bonus, uh, which is plus two instead if three or more crew are assigned to her now that's an ability i've never seen before um i've always felt that boarding has been kind of an underwhelming strategy um it might that bonus may not be needed on a ship this big if anything i think the ship could probably use some more speed mm, probably yeah. but yeah i could see that um to me I kind of agree the boarding, um, I think that second part of the boarding bonus might be a little overpriced. I don't think it's overpriced compared to what WizKids would have done with it. Um, but pl like plus two to, you know, boarding rolls against sea monsters or submarines, stuff like that, that's always felt overpriced to me. Um, this one I would price at maybe like 13 points. It's still pretty cool, um, or it's, it's decent. I like how the, the L-range cannons are at the front and back. That's a little, a little slightly less common than the other, you know, having them in the middle. Um, I would probably put, to get three crew assigned, you could easily, easily just throw an oarsman on in addition to the captain helmsman to get that bonus pretty quickly, um, or maybe a firepot specialist or cannoneer. So it's decent, but I'd rather 
use it at maybe 13 points, I would think makes it a little more playable. Mm-hmm. And even then, maybe that. even then, I'd say it could almost stand to be S plus S instead of just L. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Mm, so the speed is the main thing. Like if it stayed at 15 points with everything else staying the same, but the speed changed to S plus S, or say maybe going to extremes S plus L. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think either mm-hmm. of those would still be reasonable. Yeah. Yeah, S plus L would work at 14 or 15. At 13, S plus S is probably adequate. Yeah, that sounds about right to me. Yeah. All right, so I might, I'll, I'll consider changing the speed then, make it um, like S plus L or S plus S or something. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Next one is from El Cazador. I'm going to look. This is towards the bottom of his post. Um, Lupus. This one's a three-masted ship um, with the jib style. Uh, this is from Empire slash France. It's like a sub-faction of the French. Um, three-master, 14 points, three cargo, SS move. The cannons are 2L, 3L, 2S. Linked to Roddy Jaeger. Who I, believe, I think it's pronounced Jaeger. Okay, cool. Yeah, thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this ship eliminates two masts with one hit, so it has the ability of HMS Endeavor. Um, this one strikes me as it's a good weapon. Um, I'd rather have some of the four or five masters for that point cost. It reminds me of like a long ship, maybe like three masts, and it it has like extra firepower type damage abilities, but it's almost like a glass cannon type deal. I think it's it is pretty good though. It's a pretty good you know first strike weapon. You definitely want to get the first shot because um, you could take out up to six masts if you got like a, you know, like a world hater aboard would be a good idea maybe. Um, mm-hmm. So it's pretty good. There's other ships I like more, um, not only at this point cost but also um, more durable for for less points. For example, like even like HMS London, maybe not a super fair comparison, but as it's, it's good, uh, yeah, it's a good ship. Um, not one I I would use a lot, but it's it's still pretty powerful. Yeah, it's a pure combat um, ship on the smallest yeah. end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the amount of punch it has for its size, but like all three-masted ships, once you start getting above about 12 or 13 points, you're tacking on a lot of expensive abilities onto a ship that's pretty small, and you carry a somewhat high risk of losing if you engage another warship. Yeah. Yeah, and then I yeah, see... England. Yeah. I see the linked crew is uh, Captain and Born Leader, which is SAT, same action twice. So that's actually a really good link in that case. Yeah. You put, you could put him and a helmsman and oarsman aboard. And, uh, or maybe, well, I mean, the French have a, a, a bunch of re-rollers, including two um, zero LR limit ransom re-rollers. So there's some good crew combos you could use with that linked, the link there. And there's whatever the uh, sub-faction Empire has to offer as well. Yeah, yep. Nice. All right. I think it's on to my list next. And um, I, do, mm-hmm. um, I do have one I'd like you guys to talk about. It's Montre Cassé. It's at the bottom of the French list. Mm-hmm. I may have posted this before, but it may be worth talking about on the podcast. Hmm. The sound of clicking punctuates the podcast. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't see it yet. But... This is like the opposite of um, the ship you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Jeepers. Okay. 
Five five S cannons. Mm-hmm. Ugh. <laughs> oh, I think yes. <laughs> this looks familiar. Yeah, so a yeah. five master SS move, um, three cargo. Um, all of the five cannons are five S cannons, and then has broadside attack. So, um, so if you get a six, take out you know six masts. But the odds of that happening are extremely <laughs> low. Um, I think it's okay. Um, I'd rather have like the cursed morning star, even though it's slower, mm. has a little bit more playable cannons and ability for the same hold. Um, it's okay. It's definitely not one I would use to be honest. Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> use this either, and I would, and I try to use ships as often as possible. Yeah, me too. Me too. But, uh, I think if I paid you, you might use it, but <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Uh, maybe could it use a rework into a smaller ship with more accurate guns? Maybe. Maybe I think if you wanted to keep it pretty similar, um, even just making the guns four S and increasing the cargo to four um, mm-hmm. could work. Um, I feel like that might be too cheap, though, because yeah. Um, I mean, I want to call to mind, I think it's El Neptuno Mm -hmm. is kind of similar to that, has an equally uh, debatable, uh, you know, an ability that's of equally kind of uh, usability. You can put bonuses on El Neptuno's ability. You Mm -hmm. can put bonuses on broadside attack. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Also, the Neptuno, I think, has like four or five cargo spaces. Yeah, it's got five. Plus... Uh, we can talk about how El Neptuno is a decent ship. Yeah, but, yeah. Or we can, you know, kid ourselves all the time and tell ourselves it's a good <laughs> ship. But I say decent because there are definitely options that uh, Spain has that are better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd say the Neptuno is a, a niche ship. Yeah, I mean, kind of like this, I guess. Yeah. It's good if you want to go nuts with really strange strategies. Mm-hmm. Well, at yeah. 10 points, there's not a whole lot of space on board. You're a uh, see here. To fit expensive crew, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, with five masts, uh, that's a large ship. You got to remember, and yeah. moving around pretty quickly too. Um, yeah. I don't think the French have a three-point same action twice, but if you can somehow find a way to get, oh wait, no, ooh, something even better. But you'd have to make the cargo hold bigger. That's yeah. the only way that would um. Uh, would I feel be like if you put, uh, yeah. No, sorry. I feel like. Um... It's not good at getting gold or fighting with guns. I mean, I don't, it's just tough to know what to do with it, which is, I think, part of the reason we wouldn't want to use it. Um, I'd try to use it to board. I wouldn't try to shoot with the cannons. Yeah, yeah that's that, what I was going to say. Because that the rank, French, they're essentially, yeah. like, it's a one master with a plus four bonus, really. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I would put maybe captain with S boarding and then helmsman oarsman for ten points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, work. one of those S board guys from um, Fire yeah. and Steel, Drew either Tom. one of them. Yep. Cool. Okay. Um, I guess we could move on to um, Return of Davy Jones. So we're going back to Xerix's custom set here. I, ah, uh, man. I think we're on the French, I believe, or no? Yeah, because you covered the English. Whoa. I believe you covered the English last time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so. Looks like it. Huh. All right. Yeah, I'll start off um, my course. Um, this one's 22 points, 5 masts, 4 cargo, SS move. The cannons are 3S, 2S, 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 3S. And then the ability is this ship eliminates 2 masts with 1 hit, like we saw recently. Um, so it looks kind of like... French uh, Endeavor. What was that? That's oh, literally yeah. what this thing is. I did, uh, we designed it to be French Endeavor. 
Yeah, exactly. But that's what Nate I was gonna, Endeavor is still superior. That's what I was going to say. The It's like the French answer, basically. So more speed, um, but worse cannons overall, um, objectively. So it's, it's quite good. Um, I would definitely use it. Maybe maybe slightly too similar, um, but it, it is different, at least. And the point cost is slightly higher, which is fine. Um, I like it. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, it, it does feel a little bit plain Jane to me, just because, you know, this is all uh, this is all pretty much stuff we've kind of seen in released mm-hmm. sets. And part of why I love custom units is because people can come up with crazy abilities. But yep. it doesn't seem outrageously unfair or anything to me. Yeah, using like, the Endeavor as a base. My unfair might be later. <laughs> yeah. yeah, using the Endeavor as a base, it seems about right to me. Yep. Yeah. Well, All right. I'll start on uh, Notre Dame, which is 18 points. You're getting another five mass for that, and this time you get five cargo. Um, it's also S plus S move, and this time it's got basically the same firepower, but instead of having three S guns on either end, it has two L. The ability is, you know, international crew of any nationality. Kind of vanilla, in my opinion. Uh, I read somewhere from either Wolf or someone way back that the French were kind of vanilla. They got just like kind of like eh stuff. So yeah. I took that in mind and went with that with that here for the Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. I mean, it's yeah, it's not super exciting, but I think just the the firepower at that speed and at that size of ship alone is, uh, is make is worth a look. Um, I think maybe like superb is a little better, but I think what makes it interesting to me though, is the crew of any nationality. I mean, the French have good name crew. Mm -hmm. They're one of the biggest factions, but, but what it opens up is kind of like the crazy stuff, like Bianco's haulers, like can't be shot at when docked. Um, Davy Jones, obviously. uh, Vega. Yeah. A lot of crazy stuff could occur. So, I mean, all I think that's non-expat crew. Yeah. Probably yep. fit on here easily enough. I think that that is one of the most underrated abilities out there because it does give you access to some really good crew. I mean, instead of using, you know, a captain plus a helmsman, you can now throw on something like Hammersmith or Thomas Gunn. Hmm. Yeah. I like Those it more. Crew. I like it more for like abilities that certain factions can't even get, like the Corsairs. If they could exactly. get like, all powerful, like that would be crazy, you know, stuff like that. And that's mm-hmm. what I see here with the with this one, like park it um, at like a fort with Bianco's haulers can't be shot at while docked, or maybe it gives the French access to a potential all powerful crew, things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, There's also enough cargo and point space to put on any of their own um, good options. Yeah, exactly. plus eventually some of these uh, custom options we're gonna get to in a minute or two here. Awesome. Uh, the next one. Um, I don't know how to pronounce it in French. La Triumph. Okay, cool. La that's, pretty much, that's pretty much what I thought. Thanks. Uh, 16 points, 4 masts, 6 oh cargo, boy. LS movement, <laughs> um, 4 cannons, all rank, all 3S. Um, oh, I think I remember this one. What? Like, oh, may, yeah. What is this? You may triple, you may triple the range of the, the range ship's of cannons, the but you cannons. must roll an unmodified 6 to hit. Yeah, so you can't apply bonuses. Okay. Um... Yeah, but I'm you can sure. shoot from three S away. Yeah, I know Wolf is, uh, is Wolf has kind of put the kibosh on this uh, concept. Yeah, it's really wacky, really quick. Um, I think, I mean, it needs to be. 
I don't think the ability is necessarily the biggest problem. I think the cargo at that speed for, on a four master alone is kind of frightening. So I think at least 18 points would be a good edit. Um, it does seem really cheap um, as like a super hybrid. Even without the ability too, I would put maybe Barbanice, maybe put a World Hater on, because then you'd have two S without even without even wanting to triple it. If if you got in close range, you could you could shoot pretty well too. So I think it's like it's a really good hybrid and too good for the cost. So unlike the other two we've gone over, I think this one needs to be more expensive. Mm, yeah, I agree. I think I'm thinking maybe I will change this one. Yeah, cool. uh, I don't know about the point cost, but I, what I think I might do is I might deduct the cargo. Because um, yeah. this has actually turned up quite often uh, um, among the French when um, we do the uh, yearly um, campaign game in the summer. Yeah, I've seen it. And this, uh, she's either in the starting fleet or one of the first ships launched. And mainly, she's been used as, um, let's see, I think two years ago, the person who was French used her as an empty runner to just run and go and get uh, golden resources. Didn't even use the ability, didn't even put a captain on her. Yeah. Huh. I, yeah, I know. I, that's one of the. This is one of the ships that I like a lot. Um, from a looks perspective, I like how you change the masts up. I think it looks really pretty too. So. Yeah, I actually do have this one built. Um, yeah. Yeah. It kind of nice. looks like a, a Royal Louis hull and some. Deliverance. I think I used masts from a Grand Barnacle. Oh really? Okay. I thought it was Deliverance for right. Louis, but. I had a bunch of mission. No, the Deliverance. That's my Lacourse. Oh I put yeah. it back together with um. Deliverance masts. Yep. Okay. Yep. Cool. I have. I mean, this ability. It's a lot of fun, um, but at the same time, anybody who's measured out how long S and L actually are uh, will realize that this is barely any different from having three L guns and being able to just double them. Um, because I'm pretty sure that, uh, uh, yeah. L is like 83 millimeters and S is 57. Yeah. So you're you know comparing 166 to about 171, I think. So it's I mean it's barely got any more range than an L range doubler. I do like it, but I must agree with you, it's too good in every way to be at its price, 18 at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Imagine if she did have L range cannons, because I remember <laughs> when designing this, I was like, you know. Tripling range. I should probably only. I should probably make all the cannons on this short. Yeah. Probably. So you don't get so. So someone's like, um, okay. The people who have make S range cannons with L range, like uh, Crenshaw for the Americans. Oh yeah. If a crew like that wound up on here, would you suddenly have L range guns guns to triple? I think that's a no. Yeah. Okay. Based on what I've heard, um, I think Wolf has said that that crew does not actually modify the printed range of the guns which is what's getting extended yeah i've tried to do that there was one time (laughs) when i i used a cargo master to get that kind of crew onto a flotilla and then wolf came in and said sorry but that's not quite legal wait it might have been you ben yeah i don't i don't know i think it was him yeah probably oh either way it's not i might be thinking about power cannons the ut yeah, that could because work that better. does for one shoot action, or at least yeah. until you succeed. I think yeah. it makes you the printed range L plus L. Yep, exactly. So if you triple double L, that's five L. Oh, oh good grief, six L. <laughs> oh, good grief! Either way. Oh, and uh, add Nemo's plans on top of that. Uh, figure out a way to get Black Mark on board so you can use Davy Jones and uh, copy the extended range keyword as well. <laughs> 
Um, I'm, I am working on that for a, an El Neptuno fleet, but you know, I'll post that when it's done. I think it'll be too expensive to ever really use. Yeah. Yeah. I just looked up in the code. Um, you're right. Um, got me about that. This ability does not change the ship's L range, S range cannons into L range cannons. It merely allows them to target objects within L range. So yeah, it doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, I'll hop on to, I think it's Le Argonaut. Le Argonaut. Yeah. More or less. Um, you might want to check the spelling on that as well as La Triumph, but this is, um, I have to look below my microphone, which is kind of weird. So I'm going to tilt my head. La Argonaut is 19 points. We've got four mass, four cargo, L move, and then two S guns on either end with three L in between sandwiched. And then the ability is broadsides attack. Only French crew may use their abilities. Uh, no, you're the looking slip. at Le Gaul. Oh, okay. I'm going to have to tilt my laptop here. Okay. Yeah, let's I go over that read one. read it if you need. Okay. Um, oh, wait. Oh, my mistake. I think I skipped a line on the ability. Oops. But, um, but yes, it's once per turn, roll a d6. Uh, oh, it's sat. Same action and twice. And world hitting. It's oh, on it the is. end there. It's world hitting on the end there. Oh, that's, oh. Why she, that's why she's <laughs> 19 points. Yeah. That's the single longest... Uh, string of text in this entire document, I think. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why I, I like to wrap the text on mine. Anyway. All right. Um, uh, at 19 points, I mean, that is pretty solid, but, I mean, it's a good set of abilities, but it's still a very slow ship, and when you start to spend that much, it just sort of ends up being area denial instead of a ship you'll actually use for war. Yeah, I disagree. Um, I think it's really good. Maybe too good. I'm not sure. Um, the cans are basically 1S, 2L, 2L, 1S, and then with Captain Helmsman reroll, um, could go up to LS, LS um, with eight shots. I think it's really good. I'm not sure that's underpriced, but I think it, it might be about right. Um, I'm thinking about maybe trying to kind of figure the cost out SAT and then world hater would be seven. So if it's 12 with no abilities, that does look about right. So I think the cost might actually be right. It just, it seems really good as is because it's got such great combat abilities already built in. Mm -hmm. Your track record is not brilliant. She got, uh, I think one shotted in the most recent, uh, no, I, I think I might be thinking about the two years ago, in the summer campaign, she got one-shotted. Huh. And she got launched, got the same action twice, sailed out, shot, missed everything, even with world-hating. Yeah. And then I think whatever she was shooting at hit her with a broadside attack and sunk her. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so her track record is not brilliant, but um, I'm expecting that if, if, if she gets used again, uh, it'll, be bad. it'll be good. Mm -hmm. Oh, and another uh, side note, I am not positive but i think every single one of these ships is built i okay, actually awesome. have like a, a little model for each one of these nice it's great no actually um, no i think it's the notre dame mm -hmm. i don't think i built the dom but i have all the others i believe oh okay. dom huh. yeah that was <laughs> a really another... terrible pun <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah, i don't have yeah, a spare yeah. five master to kibash to turn into a uh all rank two monster <laughs> <laughs> okay i'll go to the next one uh like gaul i think uh um, yeah, another one <laughs> gaul, <yeah. laughs> 
six. Uh, this one is 16 points, four mass, six cargo, L movement. Uh, cannons are 3S, 2L, 2L, 3S. Um, Basically the opposite of the Argonaut. Yeah, broadsides attack, and then only French crew may use their abilities on this ship. Um, this one strikes me um, as a little too good at first glance. Um, I don't see that negative ability being much of a hindrance because the French have good named crew. And, uh, yeah, basically, it would only prevent you from putting expats on there. Yeah, that, yeah. Or, like, um, the crew of any nationality, there would be no point in trying to do that sort of thing. Um, I mean, it's it's pretty good. I like the thought of using it as, like, a really powerful hybrid. Um, I probably wouldn't really use the broadside attack unless I was damaged and only had the rank 2 cannons left. Um, I want to say it's, like, seventeen a 17-point 17 ship. It's such a good hybrid, but, but I, I, I like it, though. I think I would use this one. Okay, sounds fair. Yeah. I I don't see that debuff being particularly useful, as you said, because, uh, well, I mean, I partially have to disagree with uh, the French being uh, one of the better crew selections. <laughs> be, uh, partially. They have sort of a plethora of a lot of the good abilities, but they lack a lot of exclusive abilities, and... Uh, they seem to have at least five or six S-porters, which yeah. is kind of a waste when they could have put a lot more interesting or useful abilities on. Yeah, I agree with that, but I mean, they have they have a couple SAT captains and enough SAT EA crew to, to make this thing a monster. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. All right, Glory, Glory Hallelujah is actually just called Glory here. Um, Do you I'm, want to talk about I'm, an Ironclad? Oh wait, I would. Uh, wait, what's what's your ironclad keyword? Let me scroll back here. All right. I gotcha. This uh, ironclad, okay. you must roll a five or six to hit this ship. And there's an unwritten errata. Um, if you if you have like a world hitter and you roll a four, you get the plus one. It counts as a five. So okay. I did that after a, a test game with one of them, and we legit could not hit the thing. Yeah. So I decided, okay, you know what? Um, world hitting abilities, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll apply for this. That's fair. Yeah. Um, so this is an ironclad. I'm not sure quite what type of ironclad it's supposed to be. Um, okay. So it's like, a it's, it's like a tall ship, but it's one of those early ones where they just armored the hole. Got it. Um, so well, um, the actual model, it's, um, a one deck, uh, three master, like, like the Assassino de la Nave, kind of. So it's, okay, it's a little I, short in the water. Oh, wait, did you, like, cut? Oh, wait. Did you, you like, a different hull. A three mast? Yeah, it's a different... It's like a schooner hull, maybe? Or something like that. Yeah, but actually for this... I think this is the first actual custom ship I ever built a model for. Yeah. And I did something weird. I took um the sides of a, a broken galley, flipped okay. them around the other way, um, and, I, and then I took two different deck pieces... And cut them so that they'd fit on. Hey, it was really, it's built really, really weird. Yeah. Can you, yeah, but it's low slung in the water. Because um, this sounds really cool. I want to okay, see. I think like. there's a picture of it. I think I posted a picture of it uh, when I first built it in the uh, custom ships thread. Hmm. But, but due to the uh, photo bucket um, disaster. Yeah. Uh, or just failing, I don't know uh, if the picture is still there, let alone where in the thread it is. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think I've seen it a bunch in maybe the original Century of Empire. Yeah, the day, yeah, but, the original Century of the Comic. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Empire. Yeah, Back in 2015, on the gigantic ocean, yeah. it was like one of the first ships the French bought. Yeah, and I yeah. think they, I think my brother did that because uh, we had just like finished making it like a couple hours before the game began. Nice. So as soon as he was able, he bought it just to have it. I think. Yeah. Nice. And he, because um, there was like a couple, there was a section in that report where it was the glory versus I think it was the signet. That sounds and right. they were going at it yes. like four or five turns. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> well, did it go out in a blaze of? I won't finish that sentence. But um, so <laughs> so this is a twelve point ship. It's only got two cargo and an L move. Oh wait, am I reading that right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. Cargo, I'm looking at this from a funny angle. But two S, three L, two S. And as we talked about, it's an ironclad, and it gets world hater. I think that not only is that a really strong offensive ability, but you know it's a crazy powerful defensive one as well. So I think it's a little much at twelve points. I would say this is fourteen or fifteen at the minimum. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm always gonna be hard on these because I don't really like <laughs> seeing them in general. Yeah. But but I do agree that it's um it is too good. Um, for the cost, for the most part, I know the cargos and the move are pretty bad, kind of. Um, but it's still, I think it's still a little too good for the cost. It's pretty cheap as far as gunships go, even though the abilities are great. So, and two cargo is really all you need. I think one cargo and you know the zero theoretically are the only cargo that completely cripple you know a potential gunship. Like USS Superior comes to mind because it only has one. But two is enough for Captain Helmsman. Chicken Dinky. Which is zero. Enough. Yeah. Captain Helmsman well, is chicken enough. bad, so. And then an oarsman can come aboard because it doesn't take up space. So the two cargo is not good, but it doesn't really limit the ship. Um, and then you could even do, I got Roy Mata from RTSS and a Helmsman. That would be pretty bad. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Anyway. Well, as my rule of thumb for these ironclads, based on the way they're constructed, they're never bigger than three masts. Yeah. Never. The only one that I've devised that's more than three masts, actually, I might have like two of them, but they're on the slow or poorly armed side, I think. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah another right. little fun tidbit. Um, I believe this was an actual ship. Um, oh, that wait, sounds right. It was one of the first um, converted, uh, It was. I think it was a combination steam and sail. That sounds right. Wait, I I may actually have my own um, custom of this. Let me scroll through really quick. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wait, um, wait. I did, but I'm pretty sure it's spelled differently. I think it's G L O I R E Gloire or something. That sounds yeah. That sounds familiar. <laughs> okay, because yeah, I may have posted it at some point. I'm gonna have to yeah. drag this thing on screen. But uh, my stats were L move two cargo of uh, sixteen points. By the way, three S two S three S. Um, I think I revised my ability to be similar to yours because it seemed more fair. Um, I I gave mine plus one against English ships because I think it was at the height of the Napoleonic Wars, maybe. Even though you hate the faction bonuses. Oh, yeah. I do, but I <laughs> yeah, thought it was historical. Yeah. I hate those faction exactly. bonuses. Yeah, that's why I have a lot of them, yeah. Yeah. How do, uh, how do you guys feel about that stat set? More expensive and... 
not as well armed. Yeah, it's a little more balanced, a little more fair. Mm, but it's I still suppose. an ironclad, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why so I didn't say anything else. Teeth is like, yeah, it sounds better. <laughs> it, it has iron. Yeah, no, that's yeah, wood. It sounds better. Keep it off my table. Yeah, that's, why I, that's exactly why I didn't say anything else. You know? <laughs> if you think this one's bad, then the cursed one is... Uh, must be like the Antichrist to you then. Yeah, I think I, yeah, that sounds Let's not go right. there. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not go there. Yeah. Um, I'll go to the next one though, the guillotine. Um, this one is 13 points, two masts, three cargo, L movement. Cannons are 2L, 2L, and then blockade runner keyword, um, which is this ship gets plus one to her ram and boarding rolls. Um, I think this one, uh, it's a solid ability. Um, I think this is about where WizKids would have put it, but to me, um, plus one to boarding... WizKids also costed the Tiger at 11. Yeah, I think plus one to boarding is a little overrated. I don't know, I think this one could be 12. I wouldn't really go out of my way to use it. It's not a ship I like a lot. Um, There's a handful of French two masters I would rather use, um, mostly for lower point costs, but similar armament. Um, It's not bad at all, but I think it could be a little cheaper. Mm, so cheaper. Okay. Well, I'm what if it was faster? Yeah, I, suppose I it was faster. Would, would the point cost be about accurate if it was faster? I think so. Yeah, that would. I think that would work. Yeah, because when I began posting uh, pieces that had this keyword, the blockade runner, mm-hmm. a lot of people, like Casador in particular, said like, "Okay, this isn't a blockade runner. This is like a blockade ship. Mm-hmm. This is what you use to make the blockade." Yeah. So yeah, Blockade either. Runner is kind of a weird... It kind of has a weird history. Yeah, it know. got... De- uh, this particular keyword was devised by my brother. Yeah. So, and... Oh, sure, blame like, him. It was, it was originally just... Nah. I don't know why, but it was originally just described to... Um, as, like, the two, quote-unquote, masted ships, like the Tiger from Revolution. Um, yeah, those little sloops. Yeah, like those ones, but I don't. I kind of wish it hadn't stuck... But, oh well. And the weird thing that bothers me most about that is that on the original ones, it's only technically one mast on the actual artwork because the first, you know, mast is just the sail. They didn't add the foremast, the actual wooden mast, until, I don't know, like Rise of the Fiends or, or Fire and Steel or something like that. So it's kind of, it's pretty deceiving because it looks mm. like a one mast in the original sets. Yeah. I. I think that um, they may have done it because they just kind of wanted more variety for how ships looked mm-hmm. and played. I mean, they are the same size, and they punch from one card, just like one master ships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they wanted two right. cannons on one mast, essentially. But do you like this yeah. ship or no? This one. Um, I think it's way too expensive because I any boarding abilities I think are almost wasted on anything that doesn't move S plus L. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because boarding's already of limited viability, so you kind of need it to be a really quick ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, either that or be a large ship that can um, uh, just bully its way in there. Yeah. Yeah, but even then, people might just avoid it if they have faster ships. Yeah, that's a good point. All right. All right. Moving on to the crew. <clears throat> think you're up. All righty. Philippe, uh, I'm not even going to bother. Okay. It's pronounced Isaac. Okay. Um, 
All right, eight points linked to Notre Dame, Notre Dame, depending on which part of the country or world you're from. Captain Ear, um, I think I can tell what that means. Um, this ship's crew cannot be eliminated unless she sinks. This is eight points. Um, I guess that's an okay price for those for that set of abilities. All right. Yeah, and, I think uh, it's, just. I think it's fine. All right, and the Captain Ear, as I have it written here. Uh, you get captain and cannoneer, basically. So, I yep. actually, I would rather just see them separate, because um, you're, it's only one word as like a keyword, cannoneer, to just add it. I think it's a, it's, if musketeers didn't exist, I don't think it would be confusing, but I wouldn't mind if they were just separated and just captain, cannoneer, crew can't be eliminated. So that's just, mm-hmm. a, that's just my own thought on it. Um, I will yeah. say, I will say the link is good because. It links to a really good five master um, that says crew of any nationality. And then if you put this guy on, they can't be eliminated. So this would be a good way to protect Davy Jones or some kind of crazy crew you want to put aboard. So it is a really good link. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or Although, find a way to get him onto one of your uh, boarding-focused uh, ships. Yep. Although, if you did want to put Davy Jones on there, um, you couldn't afford to put him on without a zero-point delimiter. Oh, yeah, good point. Yep. Yeah, you'd have yeah. to get out Yep. All right, All right, I'll go to the next one. John Lenoir, seven points, linked to the guillotine, uh, fear, and then once at the beginning of each two turns, um, roll a d6 on a six. Any ship in your fleet may be given two actions that turn. So the admiral... Any ship? So that one's pretty much... Ship. That Every ship. <laughs> that one's pretty much um, a six-point ability, and then fear... Um, I think fear is two, but I'm fine with it being one here because it's it's just bad for the most part. Um, yeah, it links to a ship I wouldn't really want to use much. I'd rather use this crew on a bigger ship where it would be more protected and where I could fit um, other named crew, like maybe a reroll or things like that. In addition to yeah, maybe Captain Helmsman. So I don't love. Or else find a ship that's got reroll built into it. Yeah, exactly. Like Bourbon. Yeah, I don't love the link, but I yeah. I do like the crew. So yep. Mm-hmm. Thematically, yeah, he's, he's like the uh, son of um, the, no, the 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 noir character from the game. Yeah. Nice, that's good. Who's the mom? No idea. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't know. You don't know. The hag of time. I, I, I know he's related to him. I am your him. mother. You should know this. <laughs> it's probably uh, the hag of Tortuga. Oh, uh, <laughs> wait, wait. Rise of the Fiends or Crimson Coast? Either one. Either one. Yeah. Well, uh, honestly, I couldn't totally oh, no, blame maybe, someone uh, if Madame they went for uh, the, uh, Maybe the Madame Lafontaine, maybe? Yeah. Well, wait, that, I thought that was Jacques Duc de Bourgogne or whatever his name was. Um, huh. I thought that was his territory. Valois? I don't know. Oh, wait, yeah. Oh, it's, it's Valois. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. I can't pronounce it. I think I got it confused with a uh, yeah. ship name. All right. All right, um, Amiral Jacques Aurethiel, I'm guessing... Okay. Uh, I'm descended from uh, Captain Aurethiel. Yeah, uh, I, I figured as much. Um, this is a captain and helmsman, but with a bunch of loyal and hostile keywords thrown in at five points. Um, he's loyal France, hostile England, and pirate. Mm-hmm. And he links to La Course. Oh, yeah, he does link. And I guess there's value in that, that... Uh, it's added by, uh, to, I guess, at least to counteract all the hostile and loyal keywords, which always struck me as a little superfluous. 
Well, it means essentially that when you are putting your fleet together in like a non-campaign game, you cannot use English or pirate. Yeah, yeah I know. Uh, I, I never really liked those, though. They always kind of bothered me. <laughs> I think they're okay. With um, a discount I think it's uh, mostly, abilities. Yeah, I think it's mostly like thematic reasoning. I kind of like it. Um, yeah. Kind of bring the flavor text into the abilities. But like Wolf has talked about, um, the discount got kind of extreme on a few of them. So this one doesn't get the discount, which I think is fine. Um, it's a good crew, kind of like Hammersmith um, for, for the French. I kind of wish it was spelled with an A, though, Arathiel, because that's what the original one was. So, But anyway, maybe they changed it down the line. I use it quickly enough. Yeah. Um, and then I'm not going <laughs> to... All right, thanks. <laughs> Nine points uh, for this crew. Fear, no and then... One. Here, yep. <laughs> if the ship wins a boarding party, eliminate all the other ship's crew. Um, so basically, Wraith from Ocean's Edge, but in French form. Um, yeah, I don't love seeing like direct clones. Um, at least it's a different faction. But And I also don't like um, how expensive that Massacre ability is. Um, I think this crew could be maybe seven points, and I still wouldn't use it very often at all. It's pretty much unplayable in 40-point games for me. I don't like either of these abilities all that much. And um, I think even if this was something like 5, I would rarely touch it. (laughs) Ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the Massacre could have been 5 points originally. Fear is about 2, but but combining them, neither of them is super useful. Um, You've got to really go out of your way to use either of them. Um, and you have to get pretty lucky with fear. It's better in like big battles with a lot of ships around. Um, so it's it's tough to use something like this, especially at nine. Yeah. yeah, I I just think that yeah, too expensive, and the abilities aren't super useful, and you'd really have to find the right ship anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fair points. Right. Um, Louis Granger, I'm going to. I think yes, you skipped a sure. Capitaine Bernice oh, Savage. I, did I have missed another line? I think it's because I'm looking down at my laptop screen from a weird angle and talking into the mic. Okay, so Capitaine Bernice Savage, Bernice Savage, is seven points, I think, if I can read yeah. correctly. Seven. Okay, um, and Captain Loyal France, I haven't missed a line, have I? Nope, that's okay. Good. Him, her, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's very nice of you. All right. Um, so Captain Loyal France wants per turn roll a D6 on a five or six. This ship may be given an extra action. And at, I guess at eight points, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah. Um, Should be eight. S- uh, Savage is seven, though. Oh, wait. I've yeah. I've missed a line again. Yeah. Should be eight need- with, uh, with the right cost. But, yeah. It's basically like French um, Victor de Alva. Victor de Alva, yeah. Yeah, ROTF. Um, yeah. Oh, that version, I thought that version of Victor was from um, Fire and Steel. Oh, yeah, probably. Oh, yeah, because it's a different... It's confusing because the San Cristobal yeah. is from Rise of the Fiends yeah. and links to him, and it says it on the card, but he's nowhere in the set. Yep. They probably, in, I don't know if they, this would be a good question, I don't know that Wolf would know, but I don't know if they intended the link to be to the OE version of Dealva, because there was a version of him, or if they had planned the Fire and Steel version all along and were just teasing it. It's possible. 
Yeah. I mean, I that you sounds could think more version of him on the San Cristobal, and it would and he would still be dead useful. Yeah. I mean, even if um, the S board captains. Honestly, I think either uh, of either of those, the uh, the latter explanation with them planning the fire and steel version is more likely yeah. because that was when they rebranded um, to Pirates of the Cursed Seas, and it yeah, was, that was also with, that was with Rise of the Fiends. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I mean. There, yeah. oh, okay. and there's yeah. a, the Rise of the Fiends checklist is full of yeah, these. errors. I mean, there's and... ships that didn't show up until Heck returned to Savage Shores in some yeah. in one case, maybe I think. Yeah. That wound up on there. Yeah. yeah, there's a bunch of stuff on that checklist that was never released. I think that was just a mess yeah. of a set. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's starting there is when things, in my opinion, I think may have gone downhill a bit yeah. after their deal with the mouse. <laughs> the mouse? <laughs> Disney. Oh. Oh. Came right after the Disney uh, expansion set, which I think quite a few people at the time gave it a heck of a lot of hate yeah. because <laughs> only two factions... And they were already like the best factions, and they got even more really good stuff. Yep. Yeah, they should have waited for like at least one more film to come out before they did that. Yeah. They, uh, uh, there was a thread yeah. talking about the pirate CSG timeline on Minister Trading, and um, I who was by it, but uh, they described like the different eras in pirate CSG like history, and then POTC was all alone under um, Mouse Event. It's hard to spell those. <laughs> 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 oh, that's funny. Uh, so random. Um, this is a good crew, though. Um, Captain and EA. It should be eight. I don't see Loyal as being enough to give it a discount. I think it should just be the same as Dealva. Um, but even at eight, uh, he would see a ton of usage because he saved you cargo space. It gives you two great combat abilities for any other you know, great warships that France has. Um, yeah. I'll put them on either of the fivers from this set and yeah. you're set to go. Yep. I'll do the next one. Luis Granger. This one is eight points. Um, he's a Marine, and he gets Gee. plus one to her... Oh, I see that now. Nice. Yep. Um, so it gets plus one to her gun rolls against any non-French ship or port. Um, why isn't it seven, though, like the other ones with the World Hater? It's possible that I may have gotten the point costs um, flipped around, or that they were in a different spot, and then I moved them. Yeah, because she's right underneath uh, Savage, and they see that Savage should be eight. Oh, it's flip. Yeah, so it's possible that I made him an error, an error there. Yeah. Right. In any case, um, I can probably uh, fix that easily enough mm-hmm. to make it more accurate. Cool. Yeah, I've said this already on the podcast. I feel like Marines should have been five instead of six at a base level. So I would way too expensive. This, yeah. This. Yeah. Even then, it's yeah. tough to use in anything under you know 100 points. Um, so I think this one could be six if WizKids had done it right since the beginning, or even, I don't know. I think if Musketeers were two, originally Marines could be four. I think that might have been an even better thing, but that goes all the way back. That to sounds fair. Way. Yeah, that goes and all the way would, back to Spanish Main, so it gets a little iffy, but um, but it probably would well, be better. So. That would make Marines further viable as something to use more, uh, you know, in smaller games. Yeah. Additionally, that would make uh, the viability of something like Wolves lesser. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And make wolves a little more, a little less, like, not OP, but it'd make it less annoying because you might actually have a Marine instead of just knocking it yeah. out of the game forever. So, yeah, if I have a Marine, I'm not putting my Marine on an island. I'm putting my Marine on a sub where he can still shoot and not be shot back at. Yeah. On a sandwich? 
Oh, a submarine. <laughs> yeah. I'll work for a while. <laughs> Although, since the crew chips are rather small, I suppose I could probably fit one into a sub sandwich. I just don't think it would be very tasty to eat plastic. Oh, then what you need to do is instead of using the styrene cards, you need to find some of the Barbary Coast promos, the cardboard oh, ones. Oh, yeah, the card- those, those are sandwich. rare. <laughs> no, those are collector's really. items. They're not too rare. <laughs> not too bad. Yeah. Somebody send me a whole set, please. <laughs> I've only got two of them. I've got um, the two American ones. And, uh, oh, okay, that's yeah, Turner and like the guy who has ghost, ghost ship. ship. Ralph, yeah, Ralph, yeah, David. Ralph David, like eight points for ghost ship. Yeah. I think I've got Lady Baptiste. Yeah. Either, uh, yeah, either uh, styrene version of David is better than that cardboard one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Way better. Maybe the cardboard would digest better than the styrene. I don't know. Probably easier mm-hmm. to chew. Fiber. Yeah. Fiber. <laughs> yes. As opposed uh, to whatever, you know, happens when you try to eat plastic. Yes. Yeah, oh, trust me. Be, you don't want to know. Yeah, it'd be pretty bad. <laughs> Especially with, like, the paint, the, the material they use for the, the artwork on the cards. That would be pretty rough. You could scrape yeah, that, off stuff from the DJC cards and just have that without the, the plastic. You just have that. <laughs> whatever is in the paint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so we've gone and over... And then you've got the gunner at the very end, the, yeah. the only generic in my entire set. Yeah. Um, I think I you know. talked about them in the first episode that you did customs. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did, so we'll go on. We'll move on from now. Um, we yeah. Could go, we could see it again next time, too. Um, so next we're going to talk about... Somebody on the podcast survey, in those responses, somebody asked about um, play styles. So we could just talk about, like, what is your play style? Um so I would say I'll introduce by saying I like to use things that other people don't use or shy away from. I like to use different fleets all the time. Um, I mean, there's certainly fleets I've tested out a bunch of times over again, but I've played so much that I've been able to test out a lot of different things. So I like to change it up. I like to go with the unexpected. And then the other big thing with my playstyle is I enjoy using gimmicks. So I'm actually going to make a thread, hopefully in January, I don't know if I'll get it done then, but it's called, called um, Gimmicks for the Win, because I've actually had a lot of luck with <laughs> Gimmicks, because they've actually, I don't know, it, it, it can surprise you. Um, that depends on what you consider a gimmick, yeah, really. But like things like Mind Control, that's my favorite gimmick, of course. Um, oh, yeah, I like to do that, ever. too. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. When you move, you move other people's ships around with your abilities and like mis- farming mysterious islands and stuff like that, so... Yeah. Uh, there was a yeah. game I played once, way before I joined the forum, mm. but I had one of those L movers, and for like three turns in a row, I got the five or six. Yeah. So what I would do is I would send my brother's scorpion ship L in a straight line backwards, and then he'd move it S plus S forward, <laughs> yeah. and then I'd roll the five or six and move him L backwards again. <laughs> it's still a running joke to this day, it's like two steps forward, one step back. Yeah, yeah the, the curse that got in the L movers a lot in... Uh, Vassal campaign game one and in Command the Oceans this year, so it's definitely yeah. been a, an ability I've had pretty good luck with. A lot better. Not than so Vassal. much in um, uh, the economy uh, Vassal game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah. Yeah. Someone remind me to abuse that in my next forty-point game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ben <laughs> pretty much exhausted it. <laughs> Just check out Ben's mind control mind control feed yeah. in the uh, fleet section. He pretty much exhausted yeah. uh, the ways to uh, abuse that. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. There's a lot of like unique treasures and mysterious islands you can start getting involved with, which is where it gets really crazy. 
but yeah, but, oh, yeah. Like, but yeah, going back to play styles, um, gimmicks are pretty much my favorite way to win. I don't always like the usual, you know, HMS Titan plus Banshee's Pry. I get sick of that. I get sick of the OP stuff. Because I played, and the reason though is, it's not that I don't want to win. I just, I get sick of it um, because I've played so much that I have seen it a ton. So I like to change things up. I like to use ships people have not only maybe never used, but sometimes ships people have never even heard of, um, which is something I like doing. And also finding underrated ships and ships that um, surprise people by how good they are, like the Tiger's Paw um, from the South China Sea set review, which I want to use in a fleet now. Um, so that's generally my play style, along with um, just the English. I mean, they're my favorite faction, so I do like playing as them. Have you ever, by any chance, used Le Loop Guru? Yeah, yeah, yeah I've used that Ooh, one a couple times. Granted, I've used it in campaign games. Me too. Exactly. That's where I've used yeah. it. Yeah, so I haven't used it, I guess, in a regular game. Yeah, I don't think I have either. Yeah, yeah, I you think um, that one was sent <laughs> on like a mission in um, Economy Edition, so it was flying. It's actually it's not good, but with a helmsman and like extra action, you can go like wicked fast with Ghost Ship, which is pretty cool. So you can get yeah. somewhere really quick. Um, and then I was in uh, Command the Oceans, but it didn't really. Um, it was like a Whirlpool expedition ship. Um, but it didn't really do much. I think it kind of just spun out. Um, I think the French sent it. They were trying to get to the Sea of Alas, but then they, they ended up in the Caribbean, which is where they didn't want to go or something like that. So it didn't do too well in either game, but I wasn't really expecting it to. So <laughs> I think, um, yeah. I mean, regarding my own play style, at least, yeah. I think I you hear me blab on all the time about hybrid ships, and I do... I do like to use them, and I've had some success, but I don't actually think that they're the best way to play. Yeah, I think ultimately what you need is like stuff that's dedicated to its role and is going to do it better than a hybrid. Because if you get your uh, your two expensive outfitted hybrid ships, you know, uh, offering in gold, they're probably going to be doing it slower and at a much steeper cost than a dedicated gold one or something like Lubelul yeah. or even just HMS Dover. Yeah, I agree with that. It's a good point. Yep. Yeah. What about you, Bill? Play styles? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, let's see here. You like, like I use... said, um, hmm? yeah, I was gonna say What's you that? like using OP stuff <laughs> and the pirate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I play games with my brothers, when we're not playing death matches, um, we tend to play collection to collection, like personal collection to personal collection. Yeah. But, so for campaign games, we play along faction bonuses like i'm french he's american but for smaller games it's all the ships that i personally own versus all the ships that you personally own and my personal collection is heavy on the pirates spanish i think the americans in english yeah i don't have a whole lot of france or well actually i've also got a whole bunch of curse so i i guess i don't have a whole bunch of france mm -hmm. but yeah i tend to use some of the um, uh, more op stuff uh, I don't have a Banshee's Cry, so I can't use that. I don't Except have a high ping, so I can't use that. Except on but Vassal. I do, huh? Except on Vassal. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, except on Vassal. That tournament number two. Yeah. Every single fleet has one of them in it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if I was to build like a forty-point fleet for a regular game against my brothers. I would probably find myself using the Darkhawk 2 and La Monarca in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. 
Yeah, I like the Dark so, Hawk. It's a fun ship. Yeah. Yeah, I guess my play style is use the overpowered stuff. <laughs> That's what I said. Yep. Uh, uh, or that, I mean, it was like, kill everything. Yeah. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like I said, we played death matches a lot. Yeah. So we, we like, I think like two weeks ago, we got out the ships for like a weekend deathmatch series where it was like, okay, you pick the best capital ship in your ships and I'll throw it against one of mine. Yeah. And so we'd go back and forth like that for like like a couple hours. Yeah. It's like killing everything. <laughs> and then also as far as play styles, um, I mean, it's a pretty vague open question. I mean, like, I don't know. I don't always go for like the nearest wild island. Sometimes I'll send like a faster ship to one that's farther away. Or, like, depending on the fleet I'll have, I might be a little safer or on the more conservative side. And also in terms of, like, what games you play. So I play a lot of campaign games, and so does Bill. So our play style and our, our kind of our rankings threads re- reflect that because we, we value campaign games equally or at least a heavy portion compared to regular games, too. Because 40-point games only make, up, only make up such a percentage of the games we play overall. So, and once, uh, once at least one more campaign game was over, I'll kind of delve into that more, like, strategy behind campaign games, um, and my play style within them, anyway. But play style is good. It's a really open question. We could return to that, too. It's, it's a good topic, I think. Yeah, I'm gonna bump back in there. Something like, I don't know about what strategies you'd like to use, but, um, I saw Wolf mention this once, and then I looked at the abilities and read... And I found that that the gold capture ability, like Bonnie Peel and those kind of crew, yeah. are like wicked awesome. Yeah, they're they're, so, they're underrated. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, when I have a chance to like try and surprise my brothers, it's like they'll I'll build like you know a grand tempo build and put Bonnie Peel on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I like, try to guarantee myself a, a one board. Yeah. As it is, when they see me pulling out the grand tempo, they're like, "Uh, he's gonna kill us all and then just win by default." And it's like, yeah. "No, dude, I'm gonna board you. <laughs> give me yeah. the give me your crew." <laughs> I honestly like bounce between trying very hard to win and um and just kind of using silly stuff. I <laughs> I for example in the last game I played I used Destiny with uh Miniman Toad behind it. Yeah. To not much effect actually because yeah. you don't get a lot of range or accuracy with Destiny. So yeah, it's pretty slow. Yeah, it's a slow combo. Yeah. But it's I not totally, a... I do vibe with that too. Like sometimes I'll definitely want to win. Um, and in terms of, um, in terms of like streaks, sometimes I'll know somebody's beat me like two times or three times in a row, like, especially on Vassal or something that makes me want to win more. Um, and then other times I like to go with like more gimmicky stuff. So I like to change it up where I get sick of using like the OP stuff. So I'm like, Oh, let's, let's do something wacky now. Um, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> it's a, it's a big, do you ever use events. <laughs> what, what was that? <laughs> do you ever use events? Oh no, definitely not. <laughs> Outside only, of the tournament. Yeah, only the tournament, yeah. I used events once against my one brother and it was in a game to like determine who got um I think it was the Dauntless cuz we'd gotten it mm-hmm. and it was a split between me and him. Mm-hmm. And so I went super super try hard or like I think um I don't know if it was try hard or like try to make him really salty, either one of them. Yeah. But I wound up winning the game and it was like the one time I've used events against them. Yeah. And since then, I'm like, okay, nope, let's not do that. Yeah, that's pretty rough, yeah. And he didn't have any, right? Yeah, he didn't have Favor the Gods yeah. or any. I think I used, in conjunction, like one right after the other. Oh, I God. think I either hit him with Mermaids or Becalmed first. Yeah. 
And on top of that, it was a UPS build fleet. Oh my god, yeah, you would win that so easily. He was salty for a couple days. Yeah, I would be. I'd say, hey, dude, do you want to like do a rematch? He's like, nah, dude, you that's won. What, that's what I would I would say, a rematch, yeah. No events, no Ipeng, no CGS. <laughs> That'd be funny. Uh, One of these days, I'm going to bother the hell out of my playgroup and field a really terrible fleet where I've spent as much as possible on events, and then just use a couple of really not very good ships. Yeah, that could be interesting, actually. I feel Here's like the Jollymon. It's one point. <laughs> oh, wait. Is it even possible to spend 39 points on events? I know there's one that's like 10 Oh, points. use false treasure. I don't think I, so. I know. Just like get like two or three versions of false treasure. Yeah, we talked... just ruin everyone's day. Oh, yeah, we... well, no. No, it's... You, it's I don't know if you can... the same name. You can't. All right, so uh, just use Mermaids Becomed, False Treasure... Yeah. Uh, what else is there that's annoying? Trade Route or something? Uh, or foul Winds. Yeah, Foul Winds. <laughs> I think uh, we, we talked about this last I get time. Over this after time the beans. We still have to figure uh, out. We Taco Bell. Gonna, we were still going to look up like how how much all the events cost combined to put them on. Yeah. A plate. And there is a way to oh, there's get. there's dual. Yeah, it's really cheesy. <laughs> dual. It's really cheesy, but there is a way to get multiple events of the same name, but you have to farm mysterious islands yeah. and bring events into the so game. So yeah. include an island and just continually spam it. Yeah. That's what you should do, man. If you want to like, just annoy everybody, yeah, that's you how you yeah, will just not false treasure you. over and over again. <laughs> exactly. And uh, the, oh god, wait, what if I did false treasure um, repeatedly, use as many zero coins as I have, yes, that's a and so just nullify everybody else's hold over and over again, and then take one gold point home with a, <laughs> uh, a value increaser to win. Yep. Oh jeepers. Exactly. That's actually, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things I want to do. I don't. I only have physically, I think, four zeros maybe because they're tough to get. But um, but I want to get more zero coins and just use all zeros. <laughs> Be great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I have to use six zeros and then a seven and an eight. Yeah. Oh no, I'm saying like I'm saying in a non-standard like format, oh, yeah. like where it's like yeah. a house rule where like I ask them if it's okay. If I contribute like all the coins, and then they're just like, "Oh yeah, sure, whatever." <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> then they go zeros. So uh, you have someone. That's how to make sure that somebody doesn't want to play with you again. I know. Yeah. I, mean, I guess I it would. If nobody yeah. had a gold bonus, it would just turn into a death match, I guess, as a house rule, pretty much. Yeah. Imagine they all came with gold fleets, so you've got like you know yeah. the Banshees cry yeah. going up against. <laughs> the monarchy would win it's big we could just ram the banshees cry yeah yeah <laughs> uh, okay right, so I'm adding up like other I'm adding up like really right bad cannons yeah okay so um I talked about this holiday special thing I mean it was kind of that was a joke but um but God well, it's time for the up, Star Wars holiday special <laughs> but God Mason <laughs> did bring up um talking about a few pieces people might like um this is we're recording this on December 22nd um, and we're going to talk about God Mason had this idea of trying to come up with counters for the sleigh and white beard, which are the only mm-hmm. pieces that are banned, um, for real and can't be used. But, um, yeah. So if you haven't seen it, I'll just go over the sleigh real quick. Um, it's a four master, 25 points, 10 cargo, L plus L plus L move. All the cannons are two L and then it has, um, 
Joyce's attack, um, which is silly. Would you like me to read these? I literally have it in front of me. Um, yeah. I just assembled my copy in the middle of this podcast. Oh, nice. Oh. Yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. That's fine. So, Slay is... Um, I, I'm pretty sure you've read off all this, but I'm just going to yeah. start from the top. Slay is 25 points, and it belongs to its own faction. The little flag is a sort of red and white striped uh, thing with a wreath on it. So it's a four-masted ship for uh, 25 points. It has 10 cargo space. It moves 3L. All its guns are 2L. Um, Joyside's attack, as Ben mentioned, is... Let me get this up. Joyside's attack... This ship's cannons have a range of 6L, and they can shoot only when she has treasure aboard. When this ship successfully hits a target ship, instead of losing a mast, the target's crew are identified as good boys and girls. Place one of this ship's treasure tokens aboard the target, if the target has available cargo capacity. Until the target unloads this treasure, she may be given only move actions to dock at the nearest island. When the target docks, roll 1d6. The target must spend a remainder of turns there in joyous revelry equal to the result. Now, so the rest of that, in, yes, in addition to that, because that's one keyword, um, the silly also says, this ship cannot be shot at and she cannot sink. She begins the game fully loaded with treasure from her controller's collection. Her base move becomes 6L when she has no available cargo capacity. Oh, and then there's also Captain Whitebeard, who is, uh, he's Santa in a tricorn. Um, he's 12 points. He's linked. Um, this ship may move and shoot using the same move action. Once, uh, okay, and this, I would love to use Davy Jones to copy this, but this is, it's this banned. It's a banned item. Yeah. <laughs> well, except on the 25th. Yeah. Or 24th, it's banned mm-hmm. everywhere except then. Uh-huh. Once per turn, this ship's controller may choose another ship and bellow, Ho, ho, ho. Any crew on the target falls asleep, and so the target loses her next turn. Yeah. Well, so, how do you... Uh, I don't know how you'd this. Maybe if you got the first turn and had mermaids, yeah. you could stop this. Actually, wait, that's... Uh, wait, um... So one thing I just thought of, I'm not sure it would work, but if you got a ram submarine fleet, because, you know, can't shoot at that, um, and in theory, uh, couldn't couldn't Whitebeard only disable one submarine a turn? Yeah, yeah. This ship's controller may choose another ship. So he could still hit your submerged ship. Uh, However, if you're submerged, you'd be protected from the Joyside's attack. Yeah. I think what I would do, I've always loved cancelers. I think I would cancel that it can't be shot at and then try to hit it with like stink pot mm-hmm. shot, which shuts down all the ship abilities and crew abilities for their next turn. Um, so I try to get a canceler in S range and then hit with stink pot shot. Maybe bring a couple ships with, with both of those things. I mean, 30 Canceler on a submarine? Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. But I'd rather have like maybe the like black box. I'd rather have one Al cannons. Um, than a sub, like the Blackwatch, maybe. Um, but yeah, other than that, like what, I don't, perhaps. what I don't understand is how it says, fully loaded, she begins the game with treasure, so couldn't you just redock and just win the game automatically? I mean, it doesn't make sense. So. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, there's the, I'm looking at the, um, uh, the forum, the galley entry here. Yeah. Whitebeard's Raiders. This ship's controller oh, must yeah, have to read each that. turn, and if this ship uh, has available cargo capacity, load one treasure from his or her collection onto this ship. 
In games played on December 24th, this ship has an unlimited base move and cargo capacity. Uh, I think, um, basically, it would, come, it would just come down to the die roll to see who goes first. Because if they go first, they redock, win, and then, but if you go first, you could go, become, you could hit them with becomes, and then maybe, I don't know, try to get a canceler out there, like, right away with, like, San Cristobal, maybe? I don't know. It's, like, impossible. Yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, I think you would need at least two events... Yeah, please. And yeah. I'm thinking about this. I think you would have to go cheesy. I am. Um, you, yeah, you'd need Almost to have. Almost cheesy, um, Susan Slay. You'd need becalmed. Yeah, we. Um, I think Hidden Cove. Yeah. And a souped-up San Cristobal. Yeah, it was still. You still can't use both events in the first turn, though. So it'd be. Tough oh to yeah, that's there. right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then well, turn- use the first turn to. Okay, you go first. You play becalmed. Yeah, and then the um, it can't move. Mm-hmm. So then you sail the San Cristobal out, and you don't have any other ships. Then you at the uh, and their turn, nothing happens. Then your turn again. Now you play Hidden Cove, yep. and you play it so that you move the San Cristobal. Mm-hmm. And then in a perfect world, you have an extra action that you've achieved, and then you zip across the map next to this thing, and cancel it at its home island. Yeah. But then it can still move away and redock. I feel like, you know, it's just tough. Can't be sunk, uh, yeah, but it can't. doesn't say can't be derelicted. Yeah, well, that's a good point. But when it's still docked at the home island, it can't be shot at either way, even if you can't. Oh, maybe use it. an L mover in conjunction with all of this. Yeah, exactly. Somehow I mean, or other. I mean, points wise, you're going to have at least thirty-seven points, even if you don't do forty. Thirty-seven would be the minimum you'd have available to try to beat it. So you might. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you had enough to really beat it and you'd have to get wicked lucky the entire time but um i guess maybe it's possible so i think you need like maybe more than one canceler in terms of the joy sides attack um can shoot oh never mind i forgot that it started the island the game fully loaded i feel like um starting the game fully loaded with gold i think that's the biggest flaw actually because if you nix if you (laughs) if we just nix that and just keep everything else you could deny the joint size attack with like wolves and um, you know a lot of bad UTs, so it's still ridiculous. So even <laughs> yeah, also it's funny how we really identify that as the biggest game breaker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I think the point infinite. of the joint size attack is that you're supposed to give um, the um, the treasure that's on the sleigh to the ships it shoots with joint sides. Mm-hmm. But then you have to go to the so, island, not home island. That's the problem. You can't even go home, technically. Unless it's right there. But You'd have to try to get yeah, shot have at. Or a fort conveniently located on that island. Yeah, that or try to get shot at right when you're about to get home anyway. So it's the nearest island by default is your home island. Because you don't want to roll that D6 because then it, it, it looks like natives or mermaids because you get like a 5 and then just sit there for the whole game. So. Yeah. Oh, well. I'm actually, I might actually be playing a game hopefully this Christmas Eve, but I don't have this stuff, so. Uh, you <laughs> don't I'm, need I'm, it. Yeah, I'm teaching a new player too, so to, to yank this out yeah. would be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm actually turning mine into an ornament. Oh, nice. Oh. That's cool. And actually, if I, I can use get it. like a. That's a good idea. <laughs> if I have no, one, I'd, I'd use mine. Yeah, no, I'd rather. I'd just like, I play a game on Christmas Eve and Christmas no. Day. No. And, and, and use yeah. this. No, I like that actually sounds kind of fun. Yeah, God Mason, I like that idea though, because then you can't you <laughs> won't be using it in game, which is good. So keep your play. But the pine needles could scratch the paint. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, maybe I should just find like a um, 
uh, like a, a glass bulb to put it in so where I can yeah. screw on the cap and just hang it there. Yeah. Shipping ship a, a bottle. Yeah. Shipping an ornament. Yeah. You could oh, put okay. water in there and have it, well, it won't float, but you could put water in there. <laughs> I could put water in there and have There's... it dissolve over the next year or two. Yeah. <laughs> or like fake snow or something. Actually, fake snow sounds really good. Yeah. Yeah. Because looking at the um, gallery photo for this. Globe. Yeah. Uh, God, Mason, do you still have it in your hand? Um, yes, I do. All right. The masks look like candy canes. They yeah. do. And um, the rigging, much of the, <laughs> much of the rigging is uh, strings of lights. There's tinsel hung between the cannons. Um, the figurehead is a candy cane. Um, yeah. Nice. Huh. yeah. I'm just trying to describe it for people who yeah. don't have. Yeah. I wonder if this ship would taste better than the other ships because it's candy cane okay. masks. Okay. I'm There's about to flavor. lick. I'm about to lick slay, okay? Okay. <laughs> uh, it tastes like styrene. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then Captain I don't know Whitebeard, what you're... The, the crew chip for Captain Whitebeard, you could make him like a separate ornament or something. Yeah, or you could just slip it in behind him. Yeah. yeah. Um, the uh, Speaking of uh, how ships taste, uh, what's your favorite tasting ship, guys? I don't have one yet. Uh, try. No? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't tried one recently, so I don't yeah. remember. I've um, for me, I it might like... mocha or cacao. <laughs> I... The puns! The puns! Oh, that's not even a pun, really. <laughs> um, although, uh, real quick interruption, I did calculate how much it would cost to get every oh. event in the game. Nice. They only come to 29 points. I was going to say Oh, dang. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah. What's what's the worst ship you can get for eleven points exactly? Tiger. <laughs> ooh, ooh, yes, yes, exactly. There's probably worse. I'm pretty sure there's worse, but still. Oh no, I don't think there is. Tiger's there terrible. Is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, yeah, you probably think it's worse. Oh yeah, go, Tiger go. is basically perfect. Yeah, going back to the taste thing, I like um, I like the smell when I open a new pack of cards, but I haven't yeah. actually tasted yeah. any yet. So yeah. I mean, I just licked the third mast. That's all I did. Yeah. <laughs> I um, didn't take a bite. I noticed that they changed... This is a random thing. I noticed, I think it was with the Caribbean set, I think, or ROTF. Um, they changed the inside of the packs to be like less glossy. It's like a slightly different material um, that they use for the packs. I don't know if you guys have noticed that, too. Um, I haven't really heard people talk about that. I haven't. And it smells... Okay, yeah. <laughs> notice it next time. Like uh, The Cursed Sea sets generally have a different... The packs were a little different, especially on the inside, and it smells different. I like the smell of the, the early sets better, probably because of the nostalgia of it still. I, I think you're right, actually. That makes sense, and I do remember the earlier sets just having a better smell for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there may be something to that. Yeah. yeah oh, you don't, but you don't smell the cards? <laughs> I think uh, it's not that I don't smell the cards. So I don't think I ever opened a pack of anything from before Davy Jones Curse. Wow. Really? That's Except crazy. one. Oh. Yeah. I think I have opened one Spanish main pack. Yeah. And it had La Resolucion and the Bill of Exeter. And I think Comandante Luis de Alva in it. Huh. And you didn't sniff any of them? Yeah, I still, I, yeah, I did. It smelled like a new ship. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Oh, okay, yeah. I was going like, to say, you're going to have to buy... Yeah. You're going to have to buy... 
a box of uh, Revolution and just like OD on the, the sniffing. Uh, well, <laughs> see, don't you don't want to do too many at once because yeah. I think you just lose your sensitivity to it. Yeah, I think somebody on the forum talked about how it can be toxic too. So, oh, stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, all right. So, I don't know if you guys have anything else to mention for our episode here, but I'm pretty much um, yeah. I don't really have any ideas about how to counter the sleigh or white beard. Yeah, I, well, we talked about it. We tried. We tried at least. I thought maybe, Ooh, maybe one of my false treasure would be a way to get uh, Wait, um, under oh. the under the skin of this thing. Oh, Wait, can you do that right away? Wait, I gotta look this up. Yeah, yeah check that. Idea. You can play it right away. Hmm. Yeah, it just says uh, re- reveal this event at the beginning of one of your turns. Yeah, you you still have to go first though. Yeah, absolutely. But but yeah, that would pretty much guarantee it. Then you wouldn't need um, the canceling as much and the L movers as much. Because once it's empty, then you can then it has to sail out, and then you can go after it from there with Hidden Cove and Cancelers. So that's a good one. So just yeah. build a thirty-point fleet, and then include this uh, false treasure. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. And then you might be able to stop the sleigh. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> we'll need canceling. I, I oh. thought about using Sea Dragons, like that uh, that too many flappy things fleet I did. <laughs> I had um, a brief thought about using a sea I, dragon. You'd have to figure out a canceler, though. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Besides, Whitebeard could still shoot at the uh, sea dragon so that it loses its next turn. Uh-huh. You've been a good scaly reptile thing. <laughs> You've been a good asleep. scaly reptile. Oh, a good I, flappy I, thing. Go eat some sailors for me. Before Christmas, I'm going to try to come up with a Krampus sea dragon um, uh, custom piece and post it. Nice. <laughs> I remember, like, last year, I think, in the custom ships there, we made, like, Christmas-themed ten masters or something. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Slay 2. No, no, no. It was, like, I think it was Kazador who started. It was, like, um, Krampu or something. It was weird. Yeah. Krampu. All right. Eventually, out of that, grew the uh, Yaoshan, incidentally. Oh, okay. Interesting. I didn't know that. Which translates into mouse incident. Yeah, no, Yaoshan, I actually, okay, <laughs> I don't know if Google Translate is reliable, but Yaoshan literally means demon ship. Nice. Well, then what and, does Baochuan mean? Uh, Baochuan is, uh, if I remember correctly, it refers to its, no, um, Baochuan, <laughs> or whatever, it's um, Chinese or something, I don't know, it's Mandarin, one of the dialects maybe, I think it means treasure ship. Yeah, that sounds. And good. that particular That's style of ship is yeah. referred commonly as Baoshuan. Yeah, exactly. It was like a almost like a ship type rather than just one model, one ship. So. Yeah, I'm guessing Guichuan is... is ghost ship. If I'm yeah. not mistaken, yep. it says so. In, I think in the flavor text. Yeah, that sounds right too. Yeah. Nice. Yep, that sounds right. All right. Oh, this was a fun episode. Got pretty silly at mm. the end, but it's good. Yeah. All right. There's going to be at least, yeah, there, I'm looking at the spreadsheet here. There's like, you know, one, two, there's like four more uh, tabs for uh, Return of Davy Jones. So, yeah. you guys are making some new there. factions. Yeah. Yeah. We got more <laughs> stuff to cover. Yeah. We got a lot of it, yeah. bulk of it done. So, but, yeah. Okay. So, here yeah, the are the new Nepo The American tab is the only one that's like really got anything worth looking at in it. Mm-hmm. I included the mercenaries because my brother liked them. <laughs> And then the super and the limited edition uh, sections in ROD are uh, small. 
Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, this okay. means I gotta make a spreadsheet for fiends, which no, means I, I should probably post the Blood Islands. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah post more post. of them soon, that'd be fun. Um, yeah, I think I might post some uh, maybe after uh, we're done here. Cool. Um, yeah, this, like was, um, I, this is episode 13 of the podcast. Um, for anybody listening, I guess we could start doing a question of the day if we want to. Um, and you can respond in the unmanaged trading um, or anywhere you want to. Um, but I would say maybe what is your play style um, would be the question. Like, how do you play size of the games? Um, what kind of fleets do you like to use? Do you always try to win? Things like that. Um, yeah, I always try to beat my brothers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, just what is your consequently? They always get salty. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks for listening, and this was episode thirteen, and we'll see you later. And may all your Christmases be white. Yo ho ho, and a bottle of rum. <laughs>